fragrances, candles, room sprays, perfumes, and colognes by Tessa Williams. Thank you so much to my next guest, B.A. Paris, who is the internationally renowned best-selling author of Behind Closed Doors, The Breakdown, Bring Me Back and The Dilemma. She sold over 1.5 million copies of her debut novel in the UK alone, and she's also a New York Times bestseller as well as being a Sunday Times bestseller. She has a brand new book just come out, The Therapist, and it's wonderful to have you on the show, Bernadette. Thank you. How are you doing today? I'm just trying to recover after publication day last Thursday, um, which was always a whirlwind day because there's so many messages and so much to do. And I try and go out and about and see if I can find my book in shops so I can take a photo. That's Absolutely. always quite exciting. And yes, so it's been quite a busy weekend. And today I'm relaxing. And thank you for inviting me on your show. I'm really uh, happy to be able to do this podcast for you. Oh, well, thank you. But five must be one of your lucky numbers because it's the fifth book. And um, I understand you have five daughters. Is that right? Yes, that's right. I do. I have five daughters and you're right, five books. So I always say I've got 10 children. And in fact, my daughters always say congratulations on your 10th child. You know, when my, when my book was published the other day, because they know that it is like giving birth in a way. When you write a book, you spend a lot of time writing it. In fact, about six to nine months. And then there's the birthing process when it's published. And then, you know, you're just hoping that everybody will find your baby pretty, you know. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. It's like having a child. Yeah, very interesting. So um, it's also wonderful how you came to writing, Bernadette, because you didn't start writing until a bit later in life. Is that correct? Yes, that's right. I mean, I always wanted to write, but... I never really, I knew I would write one day, but I thought I'd be a children's writer. I just always imagined, when I was young, I used to make up stories uh, for children, and then I had lots of children, and I used to tell them stories. And um, I think, you know, I'm quite a singular-minded in the way that, because I had lots of children, I really wanted to concentrate on bringing them up. And sure. I knew I would write one day when I had the time, and I just kept thinking, when will I have the time? And actually, it only happened when I was 50, when... Um, uh, one of my daughters who knew I wanted to write found a competition for a novel and she said I should enter the competition and because she knew I wanted to write and I said I could never write a novel but I want to write a children's stories and she kind of persuaded me she said I'm sure you could write a novel and you know I didn't even have a computer then so I went out and bought a laptop and just started writing and I never looked back really. That's wonderful. What a brilliant story. So I I gather you did you win the magazine competition then or... No, not at all. It was the Sunday Times, and no, I didn't even get a reply. I mean, I think oh. I probably got it just to say it hadn't won. But, you know, it was kind of a family story. It wasn't, uh, right. you know, obviously it wasn't good enough, definitely wasn't good enough to win. And after that, I just carried on writing, you know, um, these family dramas, which, um, you know, never got published. And then I just hit it lucky with Behind Closed Doors. Behind Closed Doors, yeah, absolutely. And tell us a story how that came to light for you, Bernadette. Um, before then, as I said, I'd been writing family dramas and I'd had kind of a disappointment where I thought I'd been taken on by an agency and in fact they changed their minds um, because I think the book wasn't maybe exciting enough and I just had this, I'd, I'd had this idea about um, a controlling husband. Um, a long time ago I had a friend and I only met her husband once and 
he seemed perfectly lovely, but I just, I don't know, I, I thought he was a bit controlling, and I thought, oh, that would be a good story to write. So I kind of wrote Behind Closed Doors. It only took me three months. I think I was quite angry about not having the agent, you know, the agent turning me down. And I just really wanted to get this book out there. So I just wrote this book and I thought, you know, now I'm going to send off to the big agencies. I'm going to, you know, try and get published by, by one of the big ones because I hadn't ever applied to the big agencies before. Yes. And one of them was Darley Anderson, which was actually my dream agency. And they picked it up. I was so lucky. You know, they, they read Amazing. my first three chapters after yeah. the rest of the manuscript and that was it. Oh, fantastic. So do you still remember that moment quite clearly? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I remember that so well. I remember because, you know, you send off and then you just hope you're going to hear back. Sometimes you don't hear anything back. Yeah. And then sometimes after six weeks you might get, sorry, not for us. And I think I sent off to five agencies. And I think I got a rejection straight away from one of them or two of them. And then the other three were still, and then maybe, I think it was six weeks after I sent off, um, an email came through from Camilla Bolton at Dolly Anderson. And as soon as I saw her name, I thought, if she's writing to me directly, I, I remember that feeling thinking, this might be it. Wow. And then I read it and she said she loved my first three chapters and could she read the rest of the manuscript? Although it wasn't a guarantee that she would, you know, like the rest of the book. Yes. But I just remember thinking, I have got a tiny, tiny, my tiny toe in the door here. You know, amazing. And, uh, and it was amazing because it's so hard. To yeah, people, I know. know, totally. So. And did you jump for joy? Did you <laughs> go yeah, out and buy a bottle of champagne? <laughs> I kept it to myself because sure. I mean, my, my husband, of course, and my daughters knew I was writing. But I was at my parents' house, actually, but they didn't know I was writing. Oh, so yeah. I had to kind of keep it to myself. Yep. I think I told my husband, but none of my friends knew I was right. I was writing, ah. and because I wasn't sure that you know my book would be taken or that, uh, so I didn't tell anybody. So I really had to just keep it all to myself. Oh wow! Well, how exciting though at this time. It was. It was amazing. Yeah. I'll, I'll never forget it. It, it just. And Incredible. It was, it was the email that changed my life, really. <laughs> yeah, I guess it is now an email. It's not really a phone call that's going to be the thing. But still, very exciting. So how did you... And you wrote that book in three months, but you were um, you were writing while you were also doing other work? Or you ha were you completely focused full-time writer at that point, Bernadette? No, not at all. I was, I was, uh, we were living in France at the time because we, lived, we spent most of our lives in France. How lovely. And, um, and I was teaching... My husband and I set up a, a company um, about... Let me I think it must have been about uh, five years before, so we were teaching business English in Paris, so I was going into Paris, and we were wow. students, yeah. so, and I still had the five, I think I had four of the five children at home, so it was still very busy, but once I started writing, I couldn't stop, and yes. I would write, I was a bit younger then, so I would write till, you know, I'd write during the night till three in the morning, and uh, as soon as the children were at school, I started writing, and I would yeah. just literally write all day, you know, it became, it was such an obsession at first. Amazing. Yes. Very, very good. And and do you still write like that, Bernadette, or do you have different kind of patterns? I, I, I don't know if it's because of lockdown, but I find that I'm finding it harder to write for huge lengths of time like I used to. Mm. But maybe it's because, you know, before lockdown, you know, you, I was going out, you have to go out, you have to do this, you have to go shopping. So when I was at home, I was really focused on writing. But when there's only that to do, <laughs> because you can't go anywhere. Of course. I think it, you know, you look for distractions and it, it becomes more of a, more more of a job. work than yeah. pleasure sometimes. But it depends actually where I am in a book. You know, if I'm 
at a really interesting part of my book and I just, you know, then I will write for hours without even noticing the time passing. Wow, that's wonderful. And you were saying a little bit earlier, Bernadette, that usually you have the idea for the book and then do you plan it out before you write? Only in my head. I'm not a, I'm not a plotter. I don't, I don't write notes. I don't do spreadsheets, you know. Um, I'll think of my idea. I always have my starting point and then I kind of think in my head about where the story could go. I know what I want the end to be usually. And, but I don't write any notes at all, nothing. I mean, I just sit down at the computer and start writing my opening chapter and then just see where the story takes me. I have no real idea of how I'm going to get to the end. Yeah. And of course, my story changes a lot from what I might have thought in my head because as I develop the characters and get to know them, I think, oh, well, maybe he or she could do this. It would be mm. a character for them to do that. So it's a really interesting journey. Yeah, that sounds that sounds that sounds a brilliant way to do it, especially because things can change and you're not kind of tied down right to the to the page. Exactly the same thing will happen. Very interesting. And Bernadette, you lived most of your life, as you said, in France. What prompted you to move again to England? Um, well, yes, lived nearly 40 years, 38 years in France. Oh, and wonderful. Basically, I came back because of my parents, because they're um, elderly, and I had lived in France for all those years, and of course I used to come back and see them on a regular basis. But my father's going to be 97 next week. Oh, brilliant. And my mother, 90. And so oh, wow. it was uh, three or four years ago we moved back because I thought they're not going to be here forever. And, you know, one of my brothers and sisters, um, they were doing quite a lot for my parents, and I thought, you know, I need mm. to be there do a little bit more and um you know just spend some time with them yeah absolutely that's really why yeah and what do you miss about france um my friends because of course all my friends are there really mm. um well most of my friends because we lived there for so long um the french way of life i love but i do love being back in england and we have a house in france so you know we will when we can yes we hopefully at the moment yeah um, we'll be going back you know quite regularly we'll yeah. be spending few months a year there and um so you know there's certain things i miss about france of course but i do love being back in england back as home well. yeah absolutely um, yeah, back home funnily yeah. enough even though i've lived in france longer than i still call england my home which is quite strange I oh, very nice though and uh, just a couple of last questions bernadette i just wondered when you're writing do you also read or do you tend to only read um i don't know non-fiction or what's your kind of um view on that when i'm writing i don't really like to read because i just want to be focused on my writing so if i've got spare time i'll be writing not reading but it comes with the territory that you know you get a lot of books to read they pop in the post every day um from other authors you know who would like you to read their books and of sure. course you can't read everything it's just so difficult you know you have to kind of well, not really pick and choose yeah you do you know and it's very hard so i'm very aware that i don't read as much as um i should um but you know i've just finished my next book well the first draft and i'm now taking about something i haven't done before three or four weeks off just to catch up on all the reading that i need to do mm -hmm. but you know if i do read um it wouldn't be my choice of book wouldn't be psychological thrillers because um, oh, okay. you know i write those so yeah it would be something different yeah i was just going to ask who are your favorite authors bernadette um well you know i have it's really hard to say favorite authors because i just read quite a lot of stuff i mean i love i love big family dramas that span continent or whatever i think i'm um, you know wilbur smith ken bollock you know okay. I've read his, um, 
Yeah. And, you know, I love these great big dramas that you can immerse yourself in and mm. take you to other places. So that's that's kind of what I I like to read. But I'm trying to, you know, I mean, there's there's lots of things. I love Maggie O'Farrell. Um, yeah. You know, there's, there's yeah, there's loads of authors that I love. Really, it's really hard just to say one or two. yeah. Absolutely. And Bernard, do you have any advice for aspiring writers? Yeah, I mean, just write. Honestly, I know it's, you know, that, that's the only thing, because if you've got that gut feeling, or even if, you know, you just want to write, just start writing. I can't say that enough, because people are scared to 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 start, because they think, oh, I won't be a good writer, but there's nobody judging you. When yeah. I started writing, I wasn't writing to get published. I was just writing for me. I didn't st- try to get published until about three years after I started writing, and that was only because a friend told me I should try. So it was only my critical eye. You know, yeah. that's fine, you know. And honestly, Crumbs, if you want to be a writer, you have to get used to criticism because you always get criticised. I mean, you know, mm. there are always bad reviews for your book. I mean, there's, luckily there's mainly good reviews, but, you know, uh, you can't please everybody. Yeah. So the thing is, not to be scared of... And anyway, as I say at first, you're just writing for you, so just mm. get on with it, really. And love to hear a bit more about your um, habits uh, that you find that you keep to. Yes, so when I'm writing, yes, I do actually have a few habits which I hadn't kind of realised, but when I thought about it. So, for example, as soon as I wake up in the morning, I'll put my laptop on my knee and I'll start reading over what I wrote the day before. Mm. Um, so that's something I always do. It's the first thing I do when I wake up, even before I've had a cup of tea or breakfast, you know, I wake up quite early and I'll do that. Yes. And the second thing I do during the day, I always go for a walk at some point. So sometimes it's just when I've been writing for several hours and I feel I need a break. Or sometimes it might be that I'm stuck somewhere in my story and not quite sure where it should go or what my character should do next. So I'll go for a walk and I'll walk until I found a solution and then I'll go home and write again. Great. So that's Excellent. my second one. Um, the third one is, um, well, this is just a funny one. I routinely forget to drink the cups of tea and coffee my husband brings me during the day. I probably waste Aww. about <laughs> six cups of coffee. He'll bring them, put them on my writing desk, and he'll say, don't forget to drink this. And, of course, about an hour later, he'll come back and it'll still be there, just cold. So that's one thing I routinely do every day. <laughs> yes. Um, I always stop writing about five o'clock. It's, it's for me, that's the end of the day. And then I've got those kind of two, I call them dead hours, really, between five and seven, where uh, before I start making the evening meal or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll either hour. do yoga. Oh, yes, wow. Yeah, that's it. So I'll either do, uh, my daughter during lockdown got me into yoga. So I might do a yoga session. So I'll may, maybe do one two or three times a week. And if not, I use that time to kind of catch up on the housework. So sometimes I'll put the ironing board up and watch Pointless while I do the ironing. So Very that's good. something I do every day and the last thing I realise that I always do when I go to bed at night is I write so I go to bed and I intend to go to sleep or read a book but I'll put my lap get my laptop and I'll always start writing a little bit so yeah so they're my five kind of habits and routines marvelous thank you so much I just wanted to ask one quick question Mm -hmm. also Bernadette is when you're writing do you always write on your laptop or computer or do you ever do writing like longhand in a notebook or something like that no I always write on my computer and in fact I'm not actually sure I can write anymore (laughs) because you know we do it so little now and whenever I have to sign books or something or write little messages I find it quite a strain to have to write because you know it's it's just not something that's 
part of my life anymore. Yes. So I do everything on a computer. Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much, Bernadette. Marvellous to speak to you. And those such interesting habits. Really, really brilliant. Thank you.